0: what's up y'all it's be dangerous back again with another edition of dangerous sports talk and what am i here to talk about guess just guess well on christmas day the lakers did what they always do on christmas they fucking lose which makes this fit five games in a row That they have lost consecutively. And no KD was there. But I just knew already. Ahead of time that they were going to fucking lose. So let's take a look at the stats. We had the greatest person. That you will ever meet in life. The most perfect person you will ever meet. With 39 points. You got Russell Westbrook. 36 minutes, a puss-ass triple-double. That did absolutely fucking nothing. Horton Tucker with 14 points. Carmelo Anthony had 17 points. Malik Monk had a surprising 20 points after he came back from protocol. Okay, that's all well and good. Now we're going to go over to Brooklyn. We had James Harden with 36 points. Brown with 16 points. Patty mills thirty five minutes and thirty four points. That was the real story of the night. You had what how the fuck do you pronounce this man's name? okay, Bimbury had fifteen points, but yeah, there's no KD, and people are just absolutely shocked that the Lakers lost this game. Well this one is not. Absolutely not, because I know what the team is capable of doing. And when they get on a roll and they want to lose, they will fucking lose. And of course, as usual, I have no sympathy. And like like I said, I already knew this, so I'm going to keep saying this. They came into the game, came into the game. They came into the season with the ex- the expectations of winning a ring. I never dub anybody a champion until they actually win a fucking championship. So, they were a failed experiment from the start because no pieces fit. Nobody plays defense when they're so fucking supposed to on a nightly basis. Nobody seems to want the wins like that. But they'll sit back and complain and talk about how much they suck and talk about what they need, what they need to do, this and that. No, fuck that. You know what you need to do with this much talent on the team. You should be able to do it automatically. It shouldn't be rocket science. And when you have players that are used, constantly used to having the ball, 95 percent of the game. And then you put them on the one team in a melting pot and you have one person who's supposed to be able to lead anybody to anything. Well, he should be able to lead a camel to drink water. From fucking Los Angeles. And there's a camel in Egypt. LeBron should be able to do that. But however. These players are older now. We have Geritol breaks. In between practices. We have prune juice. After practice. And apparently these motherfuckers play shuffleboard in their spare time. Because you have these old players on the team. Old All-Stars and guaranteed Hall of Famers. However, excuse me, this game, I'm sorry, this season is, is a absolutely nothing but a failed experiment. A failed fucking experiment. And the absolute best part about this is people think that I should really, really, really be shocked and surprised. But people don't seem to realize what type of Laker fan I am. Well, people that I don't know, I should say that much. Those that don't know me don't really know that I've been a, that I've been fucking here and I've seen much worse than this shit. So believe you me, there is nothing, and I do mean nothing, that'll shock me more than the shit that I've seen in the past. I've seen Chris Kamen lay on the bench when he was on the Lakers his ass was fucking sleeping. I've seen D'Angelo Russell snitch on Swaggy Penis because he cheated on Iggy Azalea. Remember that? I also remember Ron Artest elbowing the almighty shit out of James Harden. Let's see, what else have I seen? Oh, well I don't even know if this really counts, but I've seen Jeannie Buss be engaged to Phil Jackson for fucking eons, and they never actually got married. Ah, I've seen a dumb dipshit in Jim Buss run the team into the goddamn ground. So what really makes you think that I give a damn or I'm just clutching my pearls on the shit that I've seen from the Lakers? I watched Magic Johnson coach the team to hell in 1994. Let's really go there. I've seen a past his prime Sambui be on the team. I've seen the Lakers lose in the finals. To well damn, that wasn't even the finals though. Okay, the playoffs, let's say the playoffs. To Houston, to Boston. Oh, man. Ah, to the Detroit Pistons when they were going for a 3 P. Hell, I've seen the Lakers fucking lose eight goddamn times in the playoffs to Boston before they won any type any type of championship versus the Celtics. So please, do your fucking worst. I've seen much worse than this bullshit here. So trust me, if we really want to go there when it comes to history, I got you on the history, okay? But yeah, this is a failed experiment. These motherfuckers can't play defense, hardly can play any fucking offense, can't play together. They can't not get a turnover. I'm sorry, this team should be named ABC. A bastard can't. A bastard can't get a win. A bastard can't fucking make a free throw a motherfucker can't make a like a bastard can't make a three-pointer a bastard just can't absolutely fucking can't and they have shown that they are not capable of doing the most simple shit in the world and I as much as I love the team I love the brand I love the history this Laker team can go fuck themselves with a light-up dildo And just sit up there and just be happy for the rest of the fucking season because they're not going anywhere. They're not getting to the championship. They're not getting to no playoffs at this rate. So guess what? Y'all could keep the team that you have or make some moves or attempt to make some moves. But it ain't going to make no goddamn difference. So you know what? Sit in your suckiness and enjoy. Now, let's go to the football side of things. Yesterday, I watched a little bit. I can't even say I watched all of it. But I did watch the Packers versus Browns. And as usual, Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers does. He'll take your heart out early. And he will squeeze it. Drain every bit of life you have in you out. Because anytime that Baker Mayfield throws more than three interceptions, it's going to be a bad game. And... When the Browns scored their first touchdown. I didn't even see it. Ugh, excuse me. But when I seen that they only had six points in the next possession, I'm like, oh, dear God. Yeah, this is going to be bad. And even though they only lost by two points, I already knew ahead of time that things were not going to be good for them. Because it was 24-22. to 22. Hold on, let me get the stats. Pulling up the stats right now. Baker Mayfield was 21 for 36. 222 yards, 2 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Got sacked 4 times. Yeah, that's what you would expect from Baker Mayfield. Even though he's a sober Johnny Manziel, this is the type of performance that I would expect from him. Then you got Aaron Rodgers. He was 24 for 34. 202 yards. Three touchdowns. No interceptions. So yeah. That was pretty much the story of the game. Because Aaron Rodgers is fucking methodical. When it comes to winning games. And it doesn't matter how he has to win. But by any means necessary. He will fucking get it done. Then the Colts and Cardinals game. Colts won 22-16. This is their third loss in a row, the Arizona Cardinals. And this is what they usually fucking do. They start off hot. Like, hot. Being, being the best in the NFC West. And they're now in the second place in the NFC West. Ooh, excuse me. Damn. But now is not the time for y'all to fuck up. Regardless, you have, you stamped your spot into going into the playoffs. Okay, we know that. But, yo, y'all can't keep losing like this. Absolutely cannot keep losing like this because it'll kind of make everybody side-eye out, side out you because I'm like, okay, you were tearing the league up pretty, for pretty much half the season. Now that the season's kind of coming to the close and, you're, and you've and got games that you absolutely need to win, those are the games that you lose. But, like I said, that center card those the you to do that. And Carson wins. he was 18 for 28, 225 yards, two touchdowns. And we also got Mr. Kyler Murray. How the fuck? Wow. I'm sorry. I was just highlighting Kyler Murray on my the score app. Because what I usually do when I have favorite players, or players that I'm following, I follow them. And why the fuck I didn't follow Kyler Murray on here before now, I will never know. But... He was 27 for 43, 245 yards, one touchdown, mm, and he had to, and he carried the ball four times. But hey, listen, Arizona got to get it together because now is not, and OT not the time for y'all to be losing games at this point. Because you're literally staring down the barrel of the playoffs right now, and you have to be ready to win. Like, there is no room for error when it comes to the playoffs because, if you don't know, football is always win or fucking go home. Out the gate. There is no game one, game two, game three. No. You have to play play in the playoffs, play the wild card games, play the NFC or AFC championship game, and win. Out the gate. (sighs) (sighs) Like, yeah, football is definitely more do or die than basketball is because at least in basketball in the playoffs, you get chances to win games. Football, there is no room for error. You got to come out of the gate ready. You got to win, not make any mistakes, which is inevitable to make some mistakes here and there. But you can't make big enough mistakes to cost your team the game. You got to come out ready to win out the fucking gate. And I almost forgot the All Madden special was on. And when they show commercials for that on Fox, I'm like, I absolutely have to watch this. Absolutely. Because if you don't know who John Madden is and you play Madden every single get every single year, bro, your priorities are fucked up because I was six years old and I knew who fucking John Madden was, okay? Because my father, he had Madden 92 for for our Genesis. So a lot of shit that people wouldn't think that I remember, I grasped when I was very, very young. And I was kind of, like the Madden games were kind of complex to me growing up. So I really didn't start playing Madden until 2000. So I was 10 years old when Madden 2000 was out. So when I got into that, it was like, oh, okay, now I can get into this. Then I played Madden 99. So those two Maddens got me started with Madden. And what would be my favorite Madden game? Ooh, this—that's hard. That's really hard because there are a lot of Maddens that I played the hell out of. But I guess if I had to pick one or maybe two, it would be 04 and 05. The Michael—the classic Michael Vick cover and the Ray Lewis cover in 2005. Those two were my favorite Maddens. And I haven't really played Madden, like, consistently every single year. But, yo, if I ever get the chance to play Madden, I will tear some shit up. Because there was... What was it? I think it was, like, a couple of years ago. Somebody that I was talking to was playing... Had Madden on their Xbox. And I ended up whipping his ass. And I hadn't played a Madden in fucking years. So, once I get the feel for games, that's the important thing. Like, once I get the feel for a game or a Madden game... Okay, now what's on? And they talked about John Madden's life, the Madden bus. I wish they would have talked about the Madden curse. Because they literally talked about everything except for that. They talked about his life. They talked about his culture career in, um, really, Oakland. They talked about his broadcasting career. And the crazy thing is it doesn't even seem like he's been retired since 2009, though. It absolutely does not seem like it. Because there's always some sort of John Madden influence somewhere in the game. Regardless of somebody's retired or not, when you have a big enough impact to to still be felt within the game of football and broadcasting, you know what's going to be good. And you know that you're a legend. And John Madden is most definitely a legend. So watching that, because I love watching sports documentaries. If you didn't know that about me, if you, put, if you give me a good sports doc- documentary that I'm actually interested in watching, I will sit in my ass there and I will watch it. Hands down, because even though I might know something or a little bit about somebody or a lie, if there's a sports documentary, I want to fucking watch it because there's always more room to learn about sports, okay? And the funny thing is, I watch sports documentaries to bulk up my knowledge on certain things because watching this all Madden documentary. it made me see like, OK, my football brain is definitely starting to flex some more because for years I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do about my football knowledge? Because basketball, I don't have to think about much because I know I know a lot about that. And I'm kind of getting there with college sports, too. But, yo, just give me some more time. Give me some more time because, yo, well, my with all the muscles in my brain start to flex when it comes to certain things that I don't really know about, like baseball, hockey. And um, boxing, stuff like that. Like I said, football is starting to grow some more. So it's like I'm not th- having to think as hard when it comes to football now. So, yeah, when it comes to that, it's like, OK, I'll really be, be dangerous because I'll have knowledge that people don't think that I have. And sports documentaries will definitely help that. And on that note, I'm going to get I'm going to get my ass off of here. Hope you guys had a very good holiday and you guys have a good day.